Power Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Seven oh six this Thursday morning. You're listening to this morning on six thirty, Chad. And I don't know if you've ever had a GPS mix-up where your <laughs> GPS takes you to some place. You're like, this is not where I wanted to go, and yeah, and and you and then you hearken back to the times you didn't have GPS. You had to use a map. Well, getting lost on the roads one thing, but getting lost on a massive lake like Great Slave Lake, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game. There's no GPS. Uh, navigating you home, nor a map. If you're not familiar with uh, Great Slave Lake, go ahead, uh, look it up on a map. Not Slave Lake, Great Slave Lake. Uh, in the territories, it's enormous. So you can, there are lots of places to get That's why lost. they call it great. So even if you're used to the area, it can mm-hmm. be very easy to get disoriented, especially when you're talking about shoreline. And th- we're not talking a bunch of nice cabins. It's not It's not Sylvan Lake with a whole bunch of cabins lining all <laughs> along yeah. the edge of it. There's nothing there. So when a couple of guys out boating pulled up on shore just for, for a moment, and they kind of went, um, where are we? They got stuck there want to hear how they got out, want to hear about the experience, and we're going to hear from one of them right now. Mark Elson uh, was one of those men that sort of got lost for a few <laughs> days, and the RCMP had to come find them, and he's on the line right now to tell the story. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Do you watch those shows like Survivor Man and all of those, you know, you know, Survivor? Uh, no, 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 but you know, in a situation like that, sometimes you kind of wish that I did, <laughs> right? But like we, we had, we had nothing. We had a lighter, so we survived. So it was cool. <laughs> uh, thank good. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into the yeah, whole survival we, we story in a second. Story. But first off, what happened? How did this happen? I, I assume you've been out boating before on the lake. Oh yeah, you know, and then the the place that we went, it's a place that you've been like five hundred times before. Mm. Right. And we went down because I'm going to start commercial fishing this winter. So we went down to check out the the fishing grounds and see where would be the best place to go for winter fishing to get away from the wind, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we did that. And we, the guy that I was with, he had a cabin down on that side of the lake years ago. Anyway, so we decided to go to an island that he used to berry pick. Mm-hmm. And there was like obviously no berries. So on the way back, the smoke and the fog came in and it came in instantly. So it just messed us up and yeah. we went the wrong way. <laughs> and you and what did you pack with you? What did you have on uh, you? We didn't pack we we basically didn't have anything. I had my little bag with extra gloves in it and I had like two pepperoni sticks and a bag of peanuts. <laughs> that that was it. Day snacks. Uh, so yeah. so you what you got to the shore and just it could it was just foggy still or what time of day was it when you realized oh damn we're out for the night well so I, when, when when we started heading back from that island it was roughly i think it was about 2:30ish kind of thing uh-huh. right and then we just kept going and going and going and then you're not really seeing a whole lot of land or anything and it's time kind of slips away right because you're 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 concentrating on you know rocks and everything and next thing you know it was dark and it was like holy where are we like there's no way that we passed Yellowknife. it's impossible you know so we we bunked her down for the night and 
Yeah, it was like for loss, man. <laughs> Where did you sleep? And is are one of you a smoker? Because you did have a lighter. You mentioned. Yeah, Sam. Sam is a smoker. Thank, thank God, you know, <laughs> because he had a lighter. And yeah, so the first night we we slept on a rock and we had a fire going, but it was misty, so it was it was damp and it was cold and it was windy, so the fire burned fast and we were burning driftwood so driftwood burns really hot which was amazing but it burned fast Mm. and the only light that we had to go get wood was my cell phone but i didn't have much juice on the cell phone so it was you know get a little bit turn the phone off wait till that burns down go get a little bit more kind of a thing well that's got to be a little freaky too because you know there's animals out there well, that's that's why we picked an island and not the mainland. Oh, I see. Okay. Because chance chances of black bear on an island are pretty slim. Yeah. So that's that's why we did that. Uh, so what's going through your mind? Like, <laughs> there's no cell service out there. I'm assuming, uh, unless you yeah, have a satellite. None. No, if unless you have a satellite. So what's going through your mind about what the next few days might so, look well, like? Well, the, like the the first the first night, the biggest thing that was going through our mind actually was just to stay warm. Mm-hmm. That was like we, you know, him and I, we didn't talk a whole lot. Like he he has a bad leg, so he's kind of crippled, so he couldn't help get the wood. Yeah. So I did, you know, all the wood hunting and and stuff, right? And so yeah, we didn't, you know, save our energy. We didn't talk a whole lot. And it must have been awfully cold. What were you dressed in? Um, I had a pair of jeans on, a pair of runners, a sweater, um, a down jacket, and a vest, mm-hmm. and a pair of gloves. Yeah, enough for, for a day uh, out on the boat and then back home for a, for a nice warm dinner at 5 or 6 o'clock yeah. in the evening as opposed to pepperoni sticks and some peanuts. Did you get anything else exactly. to eat? Uh, well, no, not the first night. So the first night we each had a pepperoni stick. And we saved the peanuts. I said, Sam, we're not going to eat the peanuts. We need to save those until, like, we're really hungry. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so the next day when we got up and uh, the smoke and that lifted and then we seen the sun, okay, so the sun, you know, rises on the east. We'll follow the sun because, like, the way the land was on our left, we should have been going to Yellowknife, right? So we kept going that way. Anyway, so then when it got like really, really windy and we're only in a little 16 foot uh, aluminum boat. So I said, Sam, like we need to go and find another island to stay on because it's too windy. So we went, got an island and then, you know, did our thing, blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) early that evening, we cracked into the peanuts because it was, you know, getting hungry. And it was the first time in my life I ever ate peanuts one at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Just to savor them and sort of swish them around in your mouth. Are you... Exactly. uh, What about water? What are you drinking? Um, uh, We drank lake water. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was actually pretty pure. Like, it didn't taste drowny or dirty or anything like that. It wasn't bad. You know, but it's not... I'm sorry, are you thinking maybe we should sit still or we should keep trying to find our way or if somebody's looking for us, maybe maybe moving well, around isn't, a, isn't was, a good idea? Yeah, it was it, it was kind of a, a both. Like Sam had in his head, Yellowknife was up around the corner kind of a thing, blah, blah, blah. But it was too windy to go anywhere. So the second day when we were on that island, after the we spent the second night on that one island, like it was... Not a lot of shelter, so it was really, really windy, very, very cold. 
anyways, so the, the winds uh, shifted, so we said, okay, we have a break here. So we went to a bigger island with way more trees that afternoon. But before we did that, like in the morning on the, the second island we were at, you know, we were starting to get a little hungry and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I sat like sat down and like I said, Sam, the rocks are moving. He said, no, no. And I said, man, like I must be hungry. Anyways, there happened to be some wild chickens, the grouse on the island. So we went grouse hunting with rocks. <laughs> and, you know, after 600 rocks, I finally hit one and, <laughs> you know, in the wing and it fell down, but we had to kill it with the paddle. And then, so we plucked it and cooked it on the open fire. That was the best tasting meat ever. <laughs> Talk about an appreciation in the moment, huh? That's that's extraordinary. Oh, big time! There's so yeah, much more to, to get to. We got to find out how you got home. So why don't we take a quick break and then come back and hear some more from you? Does that sound good, Mark? Can you hang on the line? Yep, I sure can. Yep. Well, we'll call him Survivor Man today. <laughs> Like, I'd like to know his, uh, we're going to ask him, uh, do you train for this? Obviously, he's an outdoorsy guy, so you can kill birds with stones. Kill? <laughs> if, if you could kill two birds with one stone, that'd be even better. <laughs> uh, we'll check and see whether Mark was trying to get two birds in one stone. Back in a second. This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. We've been talking to Mark Elson, one of the owners of Bullock's Bistro up in Yellowknife after he got lost uh, last weekend. Um, he was out boating on Greater uh, Slave Lake and him and his buddy couldn't get home. The smoke rolled in, the fog rolled in, and suddenly you get completely turned around. Mark's uh, been chatting, telling us a little bit about the story. Okay, so yeah, you, you, you killed a wild chicken with a stone <laughs> at the best meal of yeah. your life. You've got some mad skills, Mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, but it was like 600 rocks practice before <laughs> we finally hit it, right? So You don't tell that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so where did you go from there? So you, you end up with another night. You've you've had a lovely meal, uh, but uh, now what happens? So on like on on Saturday, so day three, this is when we said like Sam, we have to get off of this one. So we went to the other island, and when we pulled the boat up and we went up on shore and we found a place where we can you know start the fire and there was a a fallen tree. It was a big tree, and the and the roots and everything came up. And I said it's perfect, right? you know, the shelter from the wind and everything. And then Sam walked over about two feet to the left and he said, Mark, I think there's a trail here. So we walked over and there was a trail. So we followed the trail and we found a cabin. Oh, Oh, sweet. Yeah. And it was the first thing was like, oh my God, we're going to have such a good sleep tonight. That was the first thought. When we when we seen the cabin, but then you know, unfortunately, we had to break the lock to get into the cabin, which was kind of you know, didn't really want to do. We sat, we actually sat outside and looked at it for a while. It's like, do we really want to break the lock? You know, it's not our cabin, kind of a thing. But I think they you know, understand. We were cold. Yeah, so we did that, you know, and and got our bearings for the cabin and stuff, and then we actually walked to the far side of that island to scope out. 
uh, how windy it was and how we were going to boat it the next day or the day after whenever the wind calmed down. So we did, that was about from the time we left the cabin, got back to the cabin was about 45 minutes, starting to get a little dusky now. So we didn't have a flashlight or anything, but there was a trouble light in the cabin that hooks up to a 12-volt battery. So I said, Sam, I'm going to go down to the boat and get the battery out of the boat, and then we can have light for the night, right? So as soon as I got into the boat, <clears throat> there's a, a local airline called Amic Air. I seen their plane way down in front of us, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my God, like, hopefully they're searching for us kind of a thing. And he was down there for a long time before he started heading our way, but he didn't notice us the first pass that he did. It was like the third pass or whatever before he noticed us. And are you and, jumping you know, around was, and waving your arms? or? I'm jumping around and waving a, a, an orange jerry can, right? A red orange jerry can. Like, hello, but he finally seen us, so that was really good. So give us an idea what it was like for your family back home, yeah. because you guys were supposed to be home on a Thursday, I think, and then you don't show up. So tell us about the, what was going on while you guys are out there trying to figure out how to survive. What's going on back home? Oh, so they, you know, they let everybody know that we were missing and like everybody in town were, were looking for us, like the local fishermen and everything. They got in their boats and they went to the, the North Arm looking for us. Like we buy fish from all the, the fishermen here in town, right, to supply the restaurant. So we know them all. So they all went out in the boat. My girlfriend and her friends, they went out in boat. Uh, Coast, everybody was out searching for us on the North Arm, but we weren't on the North Arm. But luckily, so we went Friday, uh, thir- whatever day it was, we when we went out there, um, there's a local fishing guide that seen us heading out that way so he mentioned like no I don't think they're in the north arm because I almost seen them going the other way anyway so thank God that he's seen us so now they transferred the search from the north arm out further on the lake lots to be grateful for hey Mark Uh, big time you know and then being out there and and lost like that you know reiterates how great humanity is and don't take things for granted Mm -hmm. and I guess it's Mm -hmm. Do you do you do you think you, next time you go on the lake you'll have more sort of emergency supplies too? I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but you never know. Um, actually, like we already built an emergency bag and it's already sitting at Sam's house, and like we're not even planning on going out, but the bag's built. <laughs> and and my my kids actually they're getting me an in reach for Christmas, so. Uh, how how did the rescue uh, come to be? So obviously uh, the the plane eventually spotted you, and then somebody came and got you, found you, and then led you back. What happened? Just uh, hit us. Uh, yeah. So it up. so so Amic Air spotted us, and then so he circled for a little while, and like a, then he had to leave because he was obviously running low on fuel. And then about fifteen minutes later, um, the Hercules, the Canadian search and rescue plane, showed up. So, you know, we talked, they dropped a a two-way radio. We talked to them and stuff. And then it was about two, two and a half hours later, Coast Guard shows up. But in between that period, there were some hunters that were at this place called Dry Bones Bay. They came up to see if we were okay, and they brought us a sandwich and some water and stuff, you know, which was awesome. And thank God they were in a jet boat because where we were, Coast Guard couldn't get in, so they had to bring us from the shoreline into out to the island where the Coast Guard was. 
I bet it was a pretty cool reunion with your girlfriend and your kids. <laughs> it was it was amazing, you know, and in and, and, and the midst of this, my mom and my sister came into town, right? So yeah. they're here, so it was... They're worried you know, about you. Yeah, so it was a happy ending, thank God, you know. Mark Elson, uh, thanks so much for sharing that story. Uh, it's fascinating. I think lots of people have sort of tried to put yourself uh, in, in, in the shoes that you were in. Try, what would you do if you were out there? Now, uh, you guys, yeah, you know, and, and good work. When you're out there, when you're out there, like, you know you're okay, but you also know that the people that are looking for you, they don't know that you're okay. That itself is really, really hard. Yeah, the not knowing and knowing that you've you've put your family in a really stressful situation because most stories don't end like this, Mark. So I'm really glad that exactly. you did. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for your time, man. Appreciate it. All right, you guys have a great day. Yeah, thanks. Have you a good too. have yeah, a good you. winter. Stay warm. <laughs> And, right. and put your your kids in scouts and girl guides. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Yeah, there's right? so, there's, well, there's so many. That, there's some life skills there absolutely. that I think a lot of us may be missing. All right, we're going to take... to the farm. I'll show you how to build a fire with one match. One uh, match. And some rocks. And some rocks. If you have a match, what if you don't have a match? Anyway, 